Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. Hello, my name is Rochelle Lucero. I am the host and the creator of the Clumsy Theosis podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This past Thursday, last week, we celebrated Thanksgiving here in America. And Thanksgiving is a wonderful time for food, for friends, family, and some people would say football. But most of all, Thanksgiving is about giving thanks. And in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I would like to send you all my heartfelt thank you for your listenership, for your time, and for sharing yourselves with me. A special shout out has to go to the listeners in Nigeria. I have recently been alerted to the fact that Clumsy Theosis is ranked among the top 200 podcasts on iTunes in Nigeria. And if you have ever met Nigerian Catholics, they are so on fire. They have so much passion for the faith and the Holy Spirit runs their life. Like all of the Nigerian Catholics I met are this way. And so it's so humbling to know that those Catholics in that country are benefiting from what I'm doing here at Clumsy Theosis and It's an honor to walk with them on their journey of theosis. Now, the reason I mention this, not to toot my own horn, the reason I mention it is because this ranking is important in that iTunes will now suggest clumsy theosis to more listeners in Nigeria because of this ranking. It has to do with their algorithm where they take their downloads, subscribers, ratings, reviews, listens, all of that within that country, and they, voila, come up with this ranking. Now, if you would like Clumsy Theosis to be suggested to more listeners on iTunes in your country or in your state, if you're in the U.S., please take a moment and rate the show or leave a review on iTunes. And this is going to help spread the word and the work of Clumsy Theosis. And a big thank you has to go out today to Martha Campos for her generous donation to Clumsy Theosis. If you are thankful for the Clumsy Theosis podcast, for the ministry that we have going on here, please consider visiting clumsytheosis.net to make a donation. All donations that you give me go back into the podcast and making it better, making it accessible, and providing more resources for you guys to all benefit from. And today, if you haven't guessed what we're talking about, it's going to be in the theme of Thanksgiving. And you might be like, Rochelle, you missed the boat on this one. Thanksgiving was last week. We're already in Advent. And I'm going to say, I don't think I did miss the boat on this one, because the thing about Thanksgiving that many of us forget, including myself, is that it's not just a day. It's an approach to life that presumes that everything is a gift, or more accurately, that everything is a grace. Isn't that so countercultural to the world, or at least this first world that many of us live in, that is full of messages of entitlement? And for this reason... I'm taking this opportunity to talk about Thanksgiving, even though that uh, federal holiday has passed, that day for us gathering together and eating turkey is over, because Thanksgiving isn't a day. Thanksgiving is Catholic. It runs very deep within Catholicism. As St. Paul exhorts us in his first letter to the Thessalonians, he says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. To be Catholic is to be a person of thanksgiving every day, and we are a people of thanksgiving. In fact, Catholics are a Eucharistic people. 
because the Greek word Eucharistia means thanksgiving. What is the high point of our faith? The Eucharist. Now, the Catechism in paragraph 1360 says, The Eucharist is a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Father, a blessing by which the church expresses her gratitude to God for all of his benefits, for all that he has accomplished through creation, redemption, and sanctification. Because the Eucharist, like I said, first of all means thanksgiving. Now, if you want to hear more about our sacrament of the Eucharist as it's been impacted by the liturgical meal in Judaism and why that's even important to us, I have an episode from last year. It's called The Ultimate Thanksgiving, and I'm going to link that down in the show notes so that you guys can listen to it after this episode because it will enliven your appreciation for and your connection with the Eucharist, which, like I said, is the high point of our faith, of our liturgical practices, which we need in order to become more Christ-like. If you don't know where the show notes are, um, that's the place where you would read the description for this episode. So if you're in a podcast app, it's going to be in the section where you read the description. Or if you're on my website, just find the description of this episode, and those are where I will include the show notes and a link to that episode. Now, in the liturgy, the Eucharist, we know it takes the pride of place, right? It's the climax of our worship. And the liturgy is the source and the summit of the Catholic life. This centrality and the importance, or actually the necessity for us to thank God, it's not originally Catholic, right? It comes from our Jewish roots. You know, when Christ came, he didn't all of a sudden say, okay, now everyone, we're going to be a, um, a Eucharistic people. We're going to be a people that gives thanks. No, this comes from our Jewish roots. And we know this because the Levites, their duty, among many, among many of their duties, one of their duties was to stand twice a day every morning and every evening and give thanks and praise to God. And we know this from what we read in First Chronicles. And we also know that Daniel, that he prayed three times a day, not just two times, but three times a day, he knelt down to offer thanks to God. And we cannot forget all of the Jewish feasts, right? Like Passover, unleavened bread, Feast of Tabernacles, and of course, the weekly Sabbath, right? These are all feasts of thanksgiving. That is the central point of all of them, is the worship and thanksgiving of God. Our Jewish ancestors, well, our spiritual ancestors anyways, they lived out what Paul was talking about, a life steeped in thanksgiving. And this is what we're supposed to be doing as Catholics. What are we thankful for? If nothing else, we're thankful that God has revealed himself to us. He's revealed his name to us for the gift of us believing in him in any way, and also for the indwelling of his presence in us, for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within us. This isn't just something that I have come up with. This is not my opinion. This is what the faith teaches. In fact, it's in the catechism, and I'm referencing the catechism like crazy in this episode for that purpose, because I don't want you to think that these are just my thoughts. These are just things that I think we should be doing or I think we should believe. No, this is central to the faith, but we often overlook it because it just seems so simple, this idea of thanksgiving. And all of this talk about giving thanks and the beauty of the ancient Jewish rituals and everything and the big picture of God's love for us, and it all sounds so amazing, but the truth of our daily life is that we don't always feel thankful, do we? In fact, there are many occasions, even within one day, I do not feel thankful. I will tell you that right now. And I know I'm not alone in this. 
And sometimes we go through seasons of grief or heartache or loss or illness or financial hardship or, you know, so on and so forth. You can come up with all these reasons during which there are just months or even years of our lives where we can hardly recall feeling thankful. And I've been there. I know what that's like. But here's the thing. Thanksgiving is not a feeling. Let me repeat that. Thanksgiving is not a feeling. So when St. Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, he's not saying, pretend that your circumstances don't exist. Act as though your life is all daisies and butterflies. No, no, no. That's not what he's saying. By saying, give thanks in all circumstances, he's acknowledging that life situations, they're good, sometimes they're bad, sometimes they're ugly, and oftentimes they're just unsure. Because Thanksgiving, it's a mental game. It's a state of mind. It's a way of thinking. And that's why G.K. Chesterton said that thanks is the highest form of thought. So Thanksgiving is a recognition that all things, literally all things, work for the good, for those of us who love God. And we can be thankful to God and still feel annoyed by him or feel angry or unhappy with God. I've been there. I've done that. But I'm still thankful because the key here is the distinction between the gift and the gift giver. In Catechism, paragraph 2604, we read that the giver is more precious than the gift. He is our treasure because God is always good. And because he exists, goodness exists in the world. And without his goodness, there's evil. And without thankfulness towards his goodness, there's also evil. And that's why when we read in Romans 1, Paul, he lists off a slew of evil, debased activities that the people were engaging in. And he said that the reason for all of this activity, for all of this evil, the reason was a thankless heart. These people had a thankless heart. Because they were not thankful, they did not recognize the goodness of God, and therefore they did not live out the goodness of God. So how do we cultivate a thankful heart? I have three suggestions because really we are a faith that needs to be lived, not a faith that needs to be memorized. And so what's the point of knowing all of, all of these little factoids about the faith if we're not going to learn how to apply them to us, right? So I have three suggestions. The first, cultivating a thankful heart is to acknowledge the gift giver, to acknowledge his goodness, to acknowledge his love, and include this in our daily prayer. And in fact, the two instances in scripture where the apostles have recorded Christ praying, he begins his prayers with thanksgiving to the Father. And St. Paul also in his letters, if you've ever noticed, they typically start and even end with thanksgiving. And the church advises us on how to pray based off of these examples. When we start our prayer, we start with thanksgiving. By acknowledging God's goodness, by acknowledging his love for us, his creation of us and of the world. And I have an episode that is titled, Prayer, Are You Doing It Right? Where I outline the formula for prayer. And I mean, I don't know if I like that term formula. Maybe blueprint is a better term. But you get the idea. I'll link that episode in the show notes as well for you to listen to when you're done with this one. Okay, so including Thanksgiving in your prayer, and it's a mental thing, not a feelings thing. So you can recall mentally things to be thankful for. My second suggestion is to follow God's commandments. 
the Ten Commandments, as well as the commandments of Jesus to love. And why would we do this? Jesus said, if you love me, follow my commandments, right? And the catechism echoes this in paragraph 2062 explains that our following the commandments is our acknowledging and giving homage to God as a form of worship and of thanksgiving. Just by following God's commandments, we are worshiping him and offering him thanksgiving simple, right? We don't really have to do much else than follow the commandments, including the the commandments to love, which those ones can be more difficult and they're supposed to be more difficult because we're supposed to be more spiritually advanced than our Jewish spiritual ancestors. And then my third suggestion is to look to the Theotokos, our Blessed Mother, especially her Magnificat. And The Magnificat, if you are unaware, it's in the beginning of Luke's gospel. I cannot remember. It's probably in chapter one, maybe chapter two. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on this one. But it's after Gabriel comes in and she gives her Magnificat, which is basically her Thanksgiving. It's truly divinely inspired. It's like the Holy Spirit is praying through her, which makes perfect sense because the Holy Spirit is her spouse. And I mean, there has been times in my life where I felt miserable and I could not find the strength to even get my head into the mode of thanksgiving. And I've prayed the Magnificat. And every time, I'm not joking, every single time, Mary's words of thanksgiving to our God have revitalized me and refreshed my spirit in a supernatural way. No joke. So find the Magnificat. I should, you know what, I'm going to link the exact Um, section in scripture in the show notes because it's bugging me that I can't remember exactly where it is. But it's a common Catholic prayer, so you could probably even just Google it and find it. And you know what? I said I had three suggestions. I have a fourth one. Hold on. Here's a bonus. All right. The Holy Spirit. That is my fourth suggestion. In the liturgy of the word, you know, the first part of the mass of the liturgy, the Holy Spirit is the one who recalls within us everything that Christ has done for us. So ask the Holy Spirit to come to you in that way in the liturgy and also outside of the liturgy on your own time during prayer or just even during a moment when you are just really frustrated or you're just not in a positive headspace and the Holy Spirit always comes, always, always comes. Those are my suggestions. I hope we can all go out and really live out what it means to be a Eucharistic people, a people of Thanksgiving. And I've had a lot of fun sharing all of this with you guys. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I'm going to tell you, it has taken me four days to try to record this episode. I've actually sat down to do it and got halfway through almost every time. I've spent countless hours and you would not believe how often there has been background noise that is just unignorable. First, we had torrential rain and then we had people in town for Thanksgiving. After that, for whatever reason, the neighbors decided to go out and mow their lawn and then hammer up um, decorations for Christmas. So it has just been one day after another where I sit down to record for you guys and something is in the background. So this is a small miracle that you are listening to right now. Okay, so if I had to get that off my chest, I am thankful. I am so thankful that I've gotten to the end of this episode. You have no idea. All right, if, if you did like this episode, I want to ask you if you will share it with a friend. Please take a moment and text them, email them, use word of mouth, carrier pigeon, whatever. And don't forget that you can also share episodes with friends who don't do podcasts. And I have that in air quote. They just don't do podcasts because you can send them to clumsytheosis.net. 
And also, if you liked the show, I would also really appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes like we talked about at the top of this episode so that more people will learn about clumsy theosis, listen to clumsy theosis, and help us all transform the world by letting the Lord transform us. Okay, have a blessed start to your Advent season. I will keep all of you in prayer. And like I said, I'm going back to the once a week episode. So you guys are going to get another episode on Friday. Yes, this is a bonus week. You're getting two in one. Thanks to all of my noise distractions from last week. Okay, so until Friday, let's stay in touch. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. My account is under Clumsy Theosis on all of these platforms. Please find me, follow me, message me. I love to hear from you. Okay, everybody, until Friday, peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Clumsy Theosis. I'm so happy that you've been able to hang out. If you want to learn more about Clumsy Theosis, you are more than welcome to visit my website, clumsytheosis.net. From clumsytheosis.net, you will also be able to contact me if you're interested in booking me as a speaker or if you're just feeling generous and you'd like to make a donation. Remember that together we can transform the world by letting the Lord transform us.